Hello, and welcome to another Small Screen Star Wars. As always, I am Julian Mish. I'm joined by Rachel Wilkinson. Hello. And we are going to be talking about today The Bad Batch, Season 3, Episode 4, A Different Approach. Mm -hmm. Just a little guy today. Yeah, 27 minutes. (laughs) Um, It's it's a lot easier to do the show prep when you don't have three times as much work to do. Yeah, that's true. So... Yeah, it's going to be a little bit, uh, probably a lot shorter than mm-hmm. last week, uh, which came in at just about uh, two hours exactly, almost. Um, this is going to be probably shorter, just short of an hour. So for those who are setting their watch for either going <laughs> yeah. for a run or uh, they're, you know, they got a gaming session on that they want to have a podcast on in the background, that's a favorite of mine. Oh, interesting. Okay. But uh, yeah. See, I wouldn't be able to. I yeah, I don't think I could focus on a game and listen to a podcast at the same time. Uh, well, you don't, you know, just like all things with humans, <laughs> uh, we're really bad at multitasking in general. Yeah, which means that I'm neither really fully listening to the podcast or really fully playing the game. <laughs> or you have to like go back and re-listen. I'm yeah. usually not. My performance in the game goes down. Mm-hmm. But it's like as long as it's like a single player, like I don't have to really worry about it. Thing. Then yeah, that's fine. fair. Yeah. That's fair. But if I try to play hockey like NHL mm-hmm. and then listen to anything i lose i already lose a lot but i lose much more uh it's and that game pisses me off more than any other if I, you want to see me break a controller that's i have done that wild. once you need to settle down but that was that's... years ago that was okay. that was in the ps3 days yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was many many moons ago i was like grown men should not be breaking controllers when they lose in video games you're, well you're right luckily i wasn't yet a grown man when i had done that uh So, um, I guess a little bit of uh, housekeeping before we get started here. So, um, obviously, we are recording this. If you're listening to this live, if you're tuning in live, uh, we are recording this on a Saturday afternoon. (laughs) Typically, this this episode would be out already. Yeah. Um, Sorry, guys. Yeah. I mean, this life happens. Work was crazy this last Mm -hmm. week and and Rachel had other stuff going on. So, um, we're just going to do a casual Saturday afternoon Star Wars conversation. Yeah. Uh, and But we will try to stay as consistent on the Thursday night recordings with Friday Friday, Friday sometime drops mm-hmm. for the episode. However, not this coming week, um, but the week after I will be traveling for work. So we'll have to mm-hmm. figure out another alternative. I should be back by Friday afternoon. So maybe we'll be able to record Friday afternoon um, like we tried to, to this week. But then fell back to Saturday. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> we'll um, figure it out. So just be aware of that. If you want to keep up with the schedule, if things are changing, uh, there's two ways to do that. If you are a patron and you support the show over at patreon.com slash towerbabblecast, you are going to get updates in the Discord. You automatically get added to the Discord when you join the Patreon. Um, and uh, you know, there's a little bit of a fun chat in there anyway, but I always try to post updates in there for the patrons directly. Uh, we also will post on uh, Twitter, especially, or X. I prefer to keep calling it Twitter, though. <laughs> um, that's where I was keeping uh, or dropping the updates uh, as well as Discord uh, this last week. So pay attention to that. That's at Tower Babblecast on Twitter, facebook.com slash Tower Babblecast. And if you have questions, comments, concerns about the show, please write us an email. Head over to towerofbabblepodcast.com. Um, you can find a contact us page there or email us at towerbabblepodcast at gmail.com, uh, which is another good way of reaching us. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's get into it. There's a little bit of Star Wars news I want to quickly touch on before Ooh, okay. we get going here. Love Star Wars It's news. bad news, though. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was a canceled Star Wars game 
Oh. We found out about this last week. Uh, so EA just laid off like 700 employees or something oh, like that. that's the, shitty. Yeah, the layoffs in the tech industry continue to mm. mount. There's thousands and thousands. There's probably over 10,000, probably, probably closer to 20,000 employees over the last year and a bit that have been laid off in tech, including gaming. Mm. Um, it's probably higher than that if you actually include both of those, but I only kind of pay attention to one or the other at a time. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's really it's ru- it's rough out there. Uh, so if you're one of those people that got laid off, uh, you know, our condolences. That's really sad. Um, I hope that you are able to get back on your feet. Yeah, it's, it's not easy right now. So no. um, we understand the pain. However, let's just talk about the game quickly. So this was going to be a shooter that was coming from Respawn. Respawn, I think, is basically shuttered now, as far as I can tell. Um, but it was going to be a Mandalorian-centered shooter where you played as a bounty hunter. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That's, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Yeah, so there's a couple things we learned. So, A, this is like the 15th Star Wars game that EA's canceled. So Right, yeah. I feel like there's been that. so many. I don't know. Maybe they can give other other big gaming companies. Like maybe somebody else can pick it up. I, there is there is others and there yeah. will be more. I think they they already... So EA had a 10-year exclusive license to Star Wars games right. when uh, Disney... Okay. Star Wars. And then they've made how many games? Like four. Oh, okay. I was, yeah. I was like, and then they made what, none? There's games? like very few. I mean, obviously, yeah. so Galaxy of Heroes, which is your favorite. Oh, I do like, the, okay, but that's like a mobile game. I don't yeah, count exactly. mobile games. So, I do love Galaxy of Heroes, so that's a good game. So there's that one, and then yeah. they've made uh, the Jedi games. There's two of those, and they made mm-hmm. two Battlefront games, and then... Oh, okay, uh, so they did those. Okay, so yeah. they did the Cal Kestis games. And, yes. Okay, fair enough. And their third one of those, they said they'll still bake... Okay. We'll see, but probably mm-hmm. those made money for them. And they also made Star Wars Squadrons, which was like a sh- uh, like a, uh, a fighter jet. Oh, okay. Where you played X-Wings and TIE Fighters and different stuff. It was actually really good. Yeah. Especially in VR. But they made very few, and they actually probably canceled more than they actually made. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, there's been a lot of canceled Star Wars games, but uh, yeah. So... No. That's interesting because they do. I know they make a good amount of money even just from that mobile game. Like oh, yeah, they make that's so continue. much money out of that mobile game. I I know there's people whatever because you have guilds in that game, so you're mm-hmm. playing with real people. And there's guys in like mine or my partner Adam's guild. They're called whales, and they just spend so much money on that game that to have all the characters at like the second that they draw actually. Well, they just—they're people that have money in yeah, general. We're not people who have we that kind if, of disposable income. We don't so. know if those are people that have actual money, though. That's to be true. I don't know. I've seen because I'm in like Discord chats and stuff for mine, and uh-huh. I've seen photos of like where these guys like live or like vacations that they take with their families. I'm like, oh, you have like big American money. <laughs> it's not um, my measly Canadian dollars over here. So I don't know. I feel like if you can like spend that like up to a thousand dollars a month on a mobile game you're, you're like obviously you're loaded uh, yeah <laughs> or you're literally not buying groceries or something like that. <laughs> yeah. i don't know either way yeah um you're right I, I like to keep the mobile game separate because it's just a whole different kind of um, it, it is just different there. yeah yeah um i will say that uh they did mention ea mentioned that they're just generally going away from you know licensed games they're going to try to make their own stuff which okay. I, you know i guess they're saying that oh working with star wars is expensive the mm. brand is expensive all that stuff fair enough maybe fair. but it's also like a ticket to print money if you get it right well yeah and uh <laughs> exactly it worries me i guess maybe not worries me but it it seems unlikely now that battlefront 3 which would probably come from dice um 
is ever going to happen. Mm. Um, it just such a shame. Every time a Battlefront three has almost happened, it 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 was either canceled or never started. So, mm. um, luckily, the previous two Battlefront games are coming to. We mentioned this last week, but they're coming to modern consoles. You can play those, but those are from the PS two era. So, right. you know, not really the same. So, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, Star Wars is, uh, uh, as a video game franchise, has been struggling for a while. Hopefully that, and obviously with exceptions, you know, the Cal Kestis stuff and, and others. But generally speaking, uh, Lucasfilm, um, uh, I think Lucasfilm Games, which is a subdivision of theirs, which licenses out their stuff to these different studios, they are going to, or already have started reaching out to more um, and working with a wider variety of gaming studios uh, and yeah. developers. So. Um, that should result in a kind of a boom for Star Wars games in the near future, but games take forever to make and are That's super true. expensive. So That's true. Anyway, a little bit of sad news. To I would be that. down for like a Nintendo Star Wars game. <laughs> yeah, just I like find, a, a Switch game. Yeah, like I find Switch games really like easy and like good for me to play. Uh, they're not as complicated as other, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and the I online find... infrastructure is terrible, so you often you're just playing <laughs> By yeah. yourself anyway. I like by myself. I'm, I don't have the confidence to play online games because I don't want to get bullied. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And you don't really get, you can't, because you can't play online uh, in, in on Switch really very easily. No, You get really. bullied and they're really sensitive to that, Nintendo is. So yeah. they'll, uh, they'll protect you. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, I mean, those Battlefront games are coming to Switch. So if you want to play that. Yeah. Uh, also, um, Dark Forces 2, mm-hmm. which is like an old DOS game. It's like a Doom clone or Doom type shooter it was just remastered as well that's also available for switch oh, but okay. it's a little i don't i can't really go back that far i dune or doom never mind dune dune just dune 2 just came yeah out. That's on, <laughs> on my mind. but doom like the original dos game is fine i mean it's a it's you know a, a classic for a reason but it's just who's a the main old. character in doom it's just the doom guy oh that's just the doom guy yeah. okay I get do I think I feel like I get Doom and Duke Nukem mixed up. Oh yeah, Duke Nukem <laughs> is just the in the the Duke yeah. Nukem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not no, the same. Fair enough. The Doom guy kind of looks like Master Chief. He's wears like green armor, mm. but um, okay, yeah, it doesn't have like a personality so much. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so let's get into this episode of the Bad Batch. So again, this is picking up um, after the three part premiere. Back to the weekly release model. And we're dropping this, you know, 27 minute. This is pretty standard mm-hmm. episode length for an episode of The Bad Batch or really any of the animated uh, stuff from Lucasfilm Animation. So directed by Brad Rao and Sal Ruiz, written by Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett. So we got a kind of a, a murderer's row here of really talented um, creators involved with this episode. In fact, I think we're going to see that carry on throughout this whole season. And really, it's been pretty much, I mean, they haven't been batting a thousand, we'll be honest, but they've been pretty good through uh, certainly the beginning of the season and through the end of last season. And I think that'll continue. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, people are anticipating that we may get a announcement for the future of Lucasfilm Animation, what their next project is on Star Wars oh, Day. Okay. Um, All right. But I mean, time will tell. We don't know. That's just rumors. Mm-hmm. I would like to be able to know what they're making, what they're planning on next. <laughs> yeah. You know, what era they're planning on working in next. Um, there's just a lot of options. I, you know, I would like to see maybe something in the, the Rebels vein, but again, with the more updated 
uh, animation right. style. Okay, yeah. Um, which again, mm. and then when I say in the Rebels vein, again, something that follows um, a a single group. Bad Batch does this too, but it's very plot heavy. Right. Whereas, yeah. Uh, whereas Rebels was very character driven. So mm-hmm. I'd like to see, again, Mexico something a little bit more character driven. Yeah. But again, we'll see. Who knows? It'd be cool to see something more like bad guy oriented. Like, you know, like, I don't know, that. more like old, old Sith stuff or mm. I don't know, even like bounty hunters or pirates or I don't know, just something bad guys. Bad guy, Star Wars, bad guys. <laughs> yeah, just bad guys. Oh, okay. Well, bad I, guy I stories. That. Like, you know, when you kind of want to, like when you're supposed to kind of root for the bad guys. Well, I feel like but... maybe they could do some of that with like the Tales of the Jedi style. Yeah, that's true. Stuff. That's true. Yeah. It'd just be cool to see some like old creepy Sith stuff. Or maybe Tales of the Sith. That would be fun. Like, yeah, you have that'd a be Tales fun. of the Jedi and then you have a Tales of the Sith series. Ooh, Tales of the Sith would be that'd cool. Be... I would watch that for sure. You get to see like Darth Bane and, yeah. and all them. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into this episode itself. So again, this is called A Different Approach, which I think uh, from the episode itself really kind of refers to or seemingly refers to um, Omega and Crosshair's disagreement right. about how they yes. uh, go about <laughs> getting off this planet. Yeah. Right. They both have to kind of exactly deal with the other's way of doing things. Right, reach outside so. their normal, their comfort zone. Yeah. Right. Um. The logline is stranded in dangerous territory. Omega and Crosshair must work together, which classic Star Wars logline essentially tells you nothing at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, actually, before we get into it, a couple things. Corrections from, the, from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was mentioned somewhere that Omega had spent approximately 125 days. Did we mention this last week? Or maybe? Yeah, I thought we were kind of counted how many days okay. that she was on there. Yeah. And we got around that number? Yeah, I thought, it was, okay. I, thought I said 125. Okay. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. It was but... written down somewhere, and I don't remember that you said that, so that's not yeah. bad. So I'll just <laughs> erase that. I also, I kept referring to the planet as Tantus, but it's the planet is Wayland, and Tantus is the facility. Oh, so... okay. I wouldn't have caught that. I thought the planet was Tantus. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I think, they have, I don't think they've even said Wayland I feel screen. like, I, yeah, Wayland, because I, I would have immediately been like, that's funny, it's Smithers. It's an E. <laughs> Wayland Smithers. Yeah. Um, it's an EU thing. Like Tantus was on the planet Wayland in the ah, okay. extended universe. Mm. So I think they kept that for this. But I, again, they haven't really. I don't think they've really said it out loud. But it is that is officially what the planet is. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then those those like red eyed bear things. Yeah. They're called dry axes. Yes. Yeah. I I saw that in the subtitles. Yeah. Yes. In the wilds of this is from <laughs> StarWars.com. In the wilds of Wayland. So there you go. It's written down there. <laughs> The Dryaxes roam. These red-eyed creatures are among the predators that the Empire's trained lurka hounds uh, ward off. But their massive stat- stature and razor-sharp claws make them even uh, even just one Dryax a formidable forks. Mm. Um, doesn't really tell you much about them. No. I still, I'm going to still call them space bears for the... They remind uh, me, I mean, not really, but kind of just like in D&D, there's like owl bears. They're, and they're like a big... It's basically a bear with like an owl yeah, face. Yeah, isn't in the d isn't in the D&D movie, don't we see one of those? I think so, yeah. yeah. But they're like a pretty big, mean thing. And if you encounter them, like, yeah, they're whatever. They're hard they're, to kill and they're strong. And so they're whatever. a bear with an owl face. Yeah, That's I believe silly. so. Yeah, it's like a big bear with an owl face. I don't know, it's an owl bear. What do you expect? What else would it I don't look know, it's like? It's just a funny, like, who would have come up with that combo? Okay, yeah. uh, what's your take on this episode as a whole? Um, yeah, I find it kind of odd that it's just on its own. 
uh, I I figured it would. I, I guess it kind of makes sense because it just sort of sets up the, you know, the reuniting kind of of the Bad Batch with Crosshair. Um, it gave me again kind of how we talked last week. I got a lot of um, what's the word? Jurassic Park mm, vibes yeah. from this one again. There's another Jurassic Park like full on reference. I feel like is there yeah. okay? Because I I was like immediately like this looks like straight out of a Jurassic Park scene. Maybe two, even, yeah. actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of kind of good moments, interesting characters sort of in it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. There's a lot of things that I find not necessarily like plot holes, but just funny mm. in it. Like, I'm like, okay, when did Omega or Omega learn how to Omega. hustle people? Like, well, in, she learned on Sid and Sid's bar. Did she? Okay, fair enough. And I, yeah, okay, I guess fair enough. But like, to be that good at it. Remember she is... got enough money to pay off their debts at one point? Did she? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm just not remembering that. But I guess yeah. She's like, I've done it before. It was kind of like but... a minor subplot in season two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I found like this episode like flowed relatively good and kind of again got us where we needed to be for the upcoming ones. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of drama, but a lot of action. So. Yeah i I like to hear. Before I get into my thoughts, let me mm-hmm. read uh, the IMDb user oh, review, which okay. we haven't done. We didn't do that no, last we week, didn't. but we didn't have the time. Yeah. So. This is um, from the user uh, Jas Kajas Kajasla. Okay. Which is a, a bit of a mouthful. Okay. Anyway, titled Honestly, Probably the Weakest Season 3 Episode So Far. 5 out of 10. Which, I'll hold my opinion for now. Okay. Here's what they say. The episode is very similar to Episode 2 in the way that it tackles a more mundane part of the story in a mundane way. The story could have further explored Omega and Crosshair and their dynamic. And whilst it did slightly, it could have explored it more, in my opinion, or at least create more intriguing conflicts. I think the issue lies with this episode in that it sort of shows off one of the entire show's main issues, which is the fact that it's pretty good at big plot beats and episodes, but struggles with things in between. Hopefully this and episode two are flukes and the rest of the season is better. But judging from the past two seasons, I'm not entirely sure. Hmm. Um, I think this is way off, in my <laughs> opinion. I like, and I'll I'll tell you why. Yeah. I also thought episode two wasn't as strong, right? But it was also sandwiched between two of some of the best episodes we've gotten on this series, right? So you're automatically kind of like, uh, uh on the back foot on that one. It, it felt a little slow in that. Um, we're spending a lot of time like dealing with this kind of alternate clone thing that previous episode two. Right. Um, and the clone dynamic has been a part of the show and they need to find a way to bring it in or continue to bring it in. So I'm not really that upset about it, to be honest. Um, and then they introduce some fun action horror stuff that keeps, yeah, it, yeah. keeps it interesting. Ultimately, we there's things that the show has to do that it can't really skip. So whether right. you're like, you're like, oh, well, this this reviewer says that, like it handles uh, big plot beats well, but doesn't handle the other things well. Well, sorry to break it to you, <laughs> but you got you need to set up those big plot moments for them to be, you know, interesting yeah. and worthwhile and feel earned. And if you don't do the work, um, you're not going to be able to you, those moments won't feel as satisfying. Right. So. We had to spend an episode at least with Hunter and Wrecker where we saw their dynamic before because again at the end of this episode spoilers and there's always spoilers for this as <laughs> yeah. we get into it but um at the end of this episode they're reunited yes right 
So that by episode four, that's already happened, which I actually think is a positive, but we'll get to that later. No, I think so too. Um, we needed to see what uh, their dynamic was without her. We saw that mm-hmm. Hunter was being um, hasty yeah. um, and, and putting themselves in danger. Uh, they were taking on jobs that I think they probably wouldn't necessarily want to, working for crime syndicates that they probably don't want to, right? to, look yeah. for, to look for clues, yeah. right? And that had to happen because if we had spent no time with them and they just told us about it, I don't think we would have. I don't think we would have liked that. I think we would have liked to have seen those things. No, yeah, I like seeing the crime syndicate stuff. It's it just shows kind of how desperate they were, yeah, right? As, like it's like they're working. Yeah, they, they have said. to pick up these crappy jobs to just find out little tidbits of information, right? And it also gave us insight into um, Doctor Hemlock, yeah, and yeah. his approach to things and. Um, how they treated those young clones and all mm-hmm. those things. So it gives there's there's value in that episode. So again, yeah, that's definitely. episode two. So episode this episode, episode four, it picks up immediately after uh, the events of episode three. The moments as soon as they jump out of hi- into hyperspace, we pick right back up with them, and we spend the entire episode with Omega and Crosshair and Batcher. Again, this hat we had to do this. You could argue that um, the show could have even spent more time, you know, um, trying to reunite them, put them through more of a ringer, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have maybe more some close calls with Hamlock or or whatever. But, you know, as we talked about, we think that it's probably for the best that they skipped through a lot of that kind of maybe, as as people like to call it, filler stuff to get us back to a reunited... uh, the Bad Batch, yeah, right, like, which is the title. Of the I show. didn't want to spend six or eight episodes just waiting for them to do this whole reuniting and like getting back. You know, this we are playing still a little bit of a this cat and mouse season. game. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't need to spend a ton of time, like you said, on this chase to get right. back to get them all back together. We want to see them all back together, see how that dynamic is going to play out for the rest of the season. Not necessarily have to spend half the season just waiting for them to even get to that point. Right. And those, so this, and then again, on top of that, so that's just, just on a, on a core level, we have to show at least one episode of them escaping the empire. Of course. Right? Yeah. Um, secondly, we got to spend a bunch of time with Omega and Crosshair and their dynamic outside of the prison cell. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. You know, we obviously, they've had previous dynamics from before, um, early, very early on in season one, they have a moment in season, uh, in season two. Or was at the end of season one, I think. I don't remember. Whatever Camino's destroy, destroyed. Right. Um, and I think that's season two, the end of season one. But um, this, they're, I think, a very fun combo of characters together. Yeah. They bounce off each other well. Uh, it's, it, it makes for an interesting dynamic. So yeah. just on a character level, we get to spend some time, and that's valuable in and of itself. Plus, we get to see more world building which is, you know, the state of the galaxy, mm-hmm. you know, in 18 BBY, which is the year the show takes place or this season's taking place, which is still really relatively early in the Imperial era. But right. we get to see how quickly things have turned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of value here. Never mind the fact that the, I think that the reunion scene itself was extremely effective. Um, and yeah, and, I, I like that. scene. And, and, and they just nailed that. Yeah. So, you know, 
from a plot perspective, it doesn't move us along much, but it actually does if you think about it because it reunites them it, by the end yeah, of the episode they're back together. So it, it's pretty big. Yeah, and I feel like it wasn't it's not like it was a slow dragging episode. There's a no. lot of fun action, there's yes. a lot of cool scenes. You know, the tension is high. I yeah, just think it's good great. tensions. It was yeah. like I, I really enjoyed it. I, I feel like I wasn't bored and just being like, oh, that was a boring episode. Nothing happened. Like a lot actually kind of happened. Yeah, so in stark contrast fun. to the most recent episode of the Halo series, which is in season two now. Mm-hmm. You know, it it got derided really hard for its season one, which is pretty bad. And I'll I okay. I agree with that. Um, and now season two made some strides to improve. It's still kind of stumbling. Um, it has a really big episode in episode three where. Um, you know, spoilers for Halo, but I think everyone who knows Halo knows that Reach as a planet is falls to the Covenant. They do that episode; it's really exciting and fun. And then they follow it up with, in my opinion, something really like pretty slow and and pr- tough to get behind. In my opinion, I think there's others that that probably do. I I felt like they were stumbling in that episode, and and this is an example of hey, we had this really action packed finale of season episode three. Now we're going to kind of take a breath. But even then, again, I said the, the tension in this episode is high. So I think it's I think it's pretty good. That's my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'd probably give it a seven, seven and a yeah, half. Yeah. But five is way too low. Yeah. Sorry, I agree. Jazz, Kajas, Kajasla. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Let's get into the recap. <clears throat> okay. So we start in hyperspace, as I mentioned, right after the mm-hmm. events of episode three. And Omega and Crosshair are working feverishly to make the ship function before dropping out of hyperspace. Um, they I, Omega wants to try to contact Hunter. The the comms are down. Crosshair, always the soldier, is that that's not the co- primary mission right now. We need to get the ship functioning so we can land right. the ship. Um, they end up dropping out of hyperspace over a rocky planet. We found out we found out later that's called Lao. Um, they crash land on the planet. Crosshair knows they have no time to repair the ship. Um, and Omega insists that they at least try to get the nav computer online to extract the coordinates for Wayland uh, to rescue the remaining prisoners. Mm. Omega, obviously, again, there's a lot of kind of these moments here, several of them, where we get insight into Omega's... Um, in fact, this is, you know, it's pretty consistent, I would say, over the series. Of she course, never wants yeah. to leave anyone behind. No, no. Right? And Crosshair is pretty much the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I'm, on it. I'm off there now, we're good. Like, Well, and, you know, he... Is obviously obviously going through an arc, right? Where he's like, if I had the chance, I would leave you. I would, yeah, you know, I wouldn't think twice about leaving you. But obviously, he's now thinking twice about lots of things. Of course, yeah. So anyway, she wants to, you know, a it's it's smart of her to remember that they it's handy to have those coordinates. They don't get them, so they're gonna have to figure that out another way. Mm-hmm. And then and B, Crosshair is smart enough to know that they don't have time to mess around. They need to get away from that ship as fast as possible, right? And figure out a way off the planet. Um, so. Right away, I think the episode starts by um, a stab. Like first, it starts in media res, and it's exciting. It's like, okay, alarms are blaring. It's it's it. We're in the middle of action. We crash land on the planet, and then right away they establish the stakes and the tension is yeah. high. So I think that the the start of this episode is very strong. Um, they I guess Crosshair had spotted a uh, a spaceport not far away. Uh, so he ultimately wins the argument about what they do here. They need to leave, uh, and they head for the spaceport nearby, right. leaving the crash ship behind. There's nothing else they can do. As I mentioned, I think this is a thrilling sequence from start to end here. Uh, any thoughts on this opening section? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's like you said, it is exciting. It's nice that we're 
do I don't know. I like a good crash landing. It <laughs> Yeah, who doesn't? Right? It's just yeah, you come out of hyperspace, it's immediate, you know, tensions are high and yeah, I love a good Star Wars crash landing it's on a to pop out of hyperspace planet. right in front of a planet though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that yeah. is that is true. But your like nav computers would probably kind of tell you that, wouldn't they? I don't know. I don't it's it seemed like I everything was breaking at that. that moment. Yeah, that's right? fair. Um yeah, and it's always like a habited planet. For yeah. the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just Star Wars stuff. It's yeah, fine. It's, and, and you can breathe and everything. Whatever. The gravity's always the same. Yeah. It's fine. It's, listen, don't hey, think about Hey, it looked that. cold. So Yeah, it was cold. You know, you could see snowy, the breath. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which I think is like, it's not just like a pure ice planet. It can be some, you can have a distinction between an ice planet, <laughs> yeah. a rocky planet. You can have a cold, rocky planet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So, and again, actually quite similar to the planet they go to in Halo, in the season two episode from this last Thursday. Okay. Which usually comes out after we record, so I don't have mm. an opportunity to talk about it. But anyway. Um, I don't know anything about Halo other than the first time I tried to play it, I got bullied. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll happen. I, I yeah. It I was know. the early 2000s too, so like people were a lot meaner in all that gamers back then. I think they're still quite mean. Are they? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 That's not. I was getting bullied really by 10 year olds back then, so it was. And that's still yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah. It's really just a parenting problem. Yeah. Think about it's fair. It. Um, we do a quick cut back to Tantus on Wayland, and Hemlock is questioning Nala Say, who is now in custody, uh, about how Omega escaped exactly. Mm-hmm. He has a hunch that she was involved. I mean, he's right, but he's not. He can't overplay his hand because he has no proof necessarily right. yet. Although I'm sure he'll find it. Um, and even if he did, like it doesn't matter. Technically, now he just cares about getting Omega back for yeah. the scientific purposes. I do like right. how confident he is about getting her back. Like to him, there's right. just no, I don't know. It's there's no question that they're just going to get her back. He's I like think, when we get when we get her back. I think he's kind of empowered by this that line from Palpatine last right. week, right? Like no matter, like he has just the full force yeah, of the Empire yeah. behind him. Yeah, he can, it's like okay, well, how many star, yeah. how many uh, star destroyers do you need? 15, yeah. 20, yeah. how many, 30? Yeah. Keep going. Out to of, find like, one kid. Right. How yeah. many How many platoons, squadrons, walkers, whatever. Yeah. It sounds like he has whatever he needs, mm-hmm. right? So I would be interested, like, if he does get a lot of resources, like, what are the, like, in-between equipment <laughs> stuff like? Because we see the in-between helmets for the stormtroopers, which are oh, pretty cool. Oh, right, 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 They're yeah. Like, what is, like, the precursor to the AT-AT? Is it really yeah. just the, 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 the Republic version? Or is there something in between? I mean, this this soon, you feel like you'd probably just be like using some of the Republic stuff. Yeah, still. I mean, they're still using yeah. V wings and stuff. And yeah, that, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. You could have like, even if he has all these resources, right? He still needs galaxy's pretty big info. Yeah, yeah. Like your main resource that you need is information. So I don't know. You can have fifteen star destroyers, but what are you going to do if you don't know where? Or she I is? guess like so, if their plan is like. Here's the, I think this is what the tension is going to be going forward is Omega is going to want to go back and rescue right. everyone else yeah, from of course. Tantus. The Bad Batch is going to be like, no, we yeah. want to go live on that on, on that island. Greece. Yeah. <laughs> By ourselves. Yeah. Right. And not talk to yeah. anybody because the more people we talk to, the more people know that we're here. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, we do know that Rex has been hinted at. We know he'll be in this season. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see Echo soon. But because well, Echo's with Rex. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, and we know that their mission is to, you know, they're trying to save clone, take on the Empire, et cetera, et cetera. Right. There's going to be some joining of that plot, those plots together. Of course. There's, yeah. I would like to pick up with some of the stuff we dealt with on, um, uh, what's the Twi'lek planet called again? 
Um, oh, I don't know what they're starts with an R. Oh, um, Ryloth. Ryloth, right? Um, and Captain Sindula Howler. Oh. Hauser? Hauser, Hauser, yes. Right. yes. And like that whole situation and how yeah. that's like, what's going on there? I mean, we have the introduction, the TK troopers are everywhere now. Right. Um, so what is going on? We already, and we saw that the resolution of the clone bill last year. So where does that all stand? Mm-hmm. That's, I feel like is still going to have to play in. We don't right. have that much time. No. But from a plot perspective, the show could be like, no, we did it. We escaped and we're done. Right. If they, right. if they really yeah. wanted to, but yeah. we still have the whole season to go. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I mean, you think that her, so like Omega wanting to go back would kind of align with what Rex and Echo were doing in terms right. of like saving clones and, you know, especially because it's like they're still using clones. They're still doing testing on them. Like we got to mm-hmm. got to go back and save them because of all this shady stuff the Empire is doing. Right. So I can see that their, yeah, their st- stories would kind of align here. But hey, by the way, speaking of speaking of shady stuff, mm-hmm. one of the things that I heard about was a, as a theory as okay. what's in, you know, what's in the vault, you know, cause we never see what Palpatine uh, yes. them are looking at. Yes. You're like, well, maybe it's a clone of Palpatine, but it seems unlikely. Right. Because you wouldn't want to have who, I don't feel like Palpatine would trust his clones anywhere, but like in his own direct control. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Fair enough. people were, and like, we know that they were dropping blood into like Omega's blood or whatever. So right. there's like the, it's complicated, but I think the idea is that potentially maybe those there's like four or five of those like um, cylinders or whatever clone tubes. We don't know what those are. Yeah. In the vault that those are actually Jedi. Didn't we say that did before? We say that? Oh, man, I am. We recorded for two hours. There was a lot. Didn't said. No, because I remember saying before we were like, oh, maybe it's Vader's blood. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it's like captured Jedi's oh, blood. OK, see, I'm. That's my bad. I'm just not giving you credit for all your good ideas. Um, yeah, like, I, I'm pretty sure we said something like that. We talked about Vader's blood as an as yeah, a concept. Because remember, we talked about how in we saw uh, where what, what, what was it in in um is it in the Mandalorian mm. or when we see the um ah my brain where they have I'm pretty sure that's in Obi Wan in Obi Wan yeah where the, we were talking about when they we have see like, an, like, like they're the like captured. There's like the little Jedi boy yeah, with the little exactly. with the helmet on, they're like and they're all suspended Jedis or something. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's weird. Because I'm yeah. like, they've just done this Jedi purge. I'm uh, like, I'm sure they would have kept Castle some. Inquisitorious. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the um, um, Fortress Inquisitorious. Maybe I think that's yeah. What's anyway, I, you're right. Um, I think that is a possibility. I don't know if we necessarily said they had Jedi like back in that vault, but we were talking about like, oh, maybe they're using Vader's blood. Maybe they're using Palpatine's. Maybe they're using other Jedi. Yeah, but again, it's one of those things where I don't think anyone, Palpatine wouldn't trust anybody with no, blood. No, probably not. And so, if I think it could be how, um, what's her name comes back into the series? Um, the two-bladed, two-lightsaber person we talked about last week who appeared in the trailer. Um, oh, Asajj? Asajj. Maybe oh, she's captured there and they're using her blood. It's possible. Could be. Yeah. Anyway, just something I wanted to mention. Okay, so back on Lau. Um, actually, before we finish that, so they're talking about um, how he finds it suspicious Omega was able to you know, get off the base and also how you know it's weird how none of the tests he ran on Omega's blood. Right, yeah. Results. Like straight up called her out. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how come when you ran it, it didn't work, but then as soon as uh, what's-her-name runs it, it comes back. Right. And I think that's a fair you know, mm-hmm. assumption, but she has a good scientific response, which is that um, false positives are, you know, always a possibility. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. A, it's just a aberration. Yes. Right. 
So he's willing to test that theory. He's basically saying, yeah, once we get Omega back, you know, um, mm-hmm. and we we run this test again, we'll we'll see if that proves true. Right. So basically, Nala Say's fate is in the hands of Omega staying free. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. He's like, okay, well, we'll see. Right. And if you're lying, she's well, you're R.I.P. Right. Yeah, but like they needed her for the <laughs> for the clone, like the research, though, right? Don't they yes. still need her for that? Uh, well, I don't know. They've got. Um, I keep forgetting Doctor her name. Doctor something. E. Her name starts with an E. They yeah. have her now, but yeah. Um, I feel like they probably do still need her, like mm-hmm. I want to say, but um, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Because I guess they killed all the other Kaminoans. I don't know if there's that many left. There's but... very few. She might yeah. be the last one. Yeah. yeah. Um, or also, there's also that... Uh, there's the one in the Senate. Is there's there? one in the Senate. There's like the, there's the like, one that's like, like hiding. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> yeah. Hiding in plain sight or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So back on Lao. Uh, and this is how StarWars.com describes it. Like many worlds in the Age of the Empire, the spaceport on the largely desolate planet of Lao is bustling with Imperial agents on the lookout for any signs of unrest. With an unforgiving terrain of jagged cliffs and frigid temperatures, it's not among the most welcoming of places, which is true. Yeah. It makes for a very good setting for, um, an episode like this, which you know feels a lot like the intro sequence to Solo, in a yes. lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also has a good atmosphere, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Okay. In they reach town, and in town, um, the trio of Omega, Crosshair, and Batcher um, survey the situation. There's a heavy Imperial presence, which Crosshair clocks as kind of a standard Imperial patrol protocol. Right. Yeah. He obviously knows more about that because he was working with the Empire for a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're probably using a lot of the similar strategies that they used under the uh, under the Republic. Of course, yeah. But again, this is what I was talking about. The world building earlier, we get to sp- a sense that this is a desolate planet, but there is a pretty heavy you know, uh, Imperial presence here, which yeah, is yeah. mirrors what we see on places like Tatooine which, and other places where it's, you really feel the boot of of the empire yes yeah and again this is very early still in the in this whole transition process omega wants to call for help but uh to hunter uh but crosshair shuts her down knowing that they're monitoring long-range comms this is handy for plot reasons yeah (laughs) um but also realistic right very realistic if you think about it they already have coded messages and in fact Crosshair right. sent a coded message last season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so. true. But then they knew he sent a coded message. Though, yeah, no, they? that's true. That's true. They yeah, did. yeah. Um, they decide they need to find a change of clothes uh, as their prison uniforms will draw too much attention. Mm-hmm. We get some quick shots of the village as Omega steals some clothes in a small bag. Their outfits are beginning to look much more like the original trilogy style outfits now. Um, I think kind of bridging the the eras a little bit, you know? Yeah. Did you, which one was your favorite? Did you like hers or his better? I kind of liked his. I don't know. I I liked it because hers, I don't know, it just seemed... She's got a funny hat. Yeah, she's got a hat on. I liked that his whole kind of face was covered. And I don't know. Right. I like a good, different looking like mask or helmet or whatever in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Although I do like the flaps on the side of her hat. It's <laughs> yeah. a good flappy hat. Yeah. Ear flaps. Yeah. Makes sense in a colder climate. Mm-hmm. We have hats like that up here in Canada. Yeah, so. well, and they also use hats like that on Hoth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they quickly change plans and head to the spaceport to sneak aboard a shuttle leaving the planet. Unfortunately, it's very heavily guarded, like very heavily guarded. Yeah. <laughs> There's like 30 troopers just standing around. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, 
too heavily guarded for Crosshair, although he said that he could take out half of them before they even know what's happening, which is a very funny <laughs> sequence. Yeah. Um, despite his insistence, they try another way. Uh, Omega has a different, less violent idea. She tries bribing the attendant. Luckily, she's very willing to take a bribe. Yeah, I like. I really like that that exchange because yes. you're not too sure how it's going to go at right. first. She's like, "Oh, are you trying to bribe me?" Because I'm open to that. I feel like there's a specific. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I was like, "Oh, I like a good, uh, you know, sly." There's a specific bribe. tone that one uses to <laughs> insinuate. Yeah. A bribe. Yeah. Right. It's like, well, I, there's always funny. It's like, well, what does Franklin think about that? <laughs> you know, or whatever. And like, the, they just use that. And it's, we've seen it in Star Wars before. Oh, and it's, of course. It's fun, yeah. And they use it again in Solo and we see it here and it is fun. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, the playing coy thing. And he's yeah. Like, Are you insinuating, insinuating I should take a bribe? Mm-hmm. And she's like, if that's what you want to call it. And he's like, well, I do want to take a yeah. bribe. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm for it. Yeah. And by the way, this is, again, more world building because what we're seeing is corruption. Of course, yeah. Seeping into all parts of society. And corruption happens when there's no oversight or worse, there is no uh, accountability, right. right? So yeah. these imperial officers have a strict set of rules that, you know, the buck stops at them. So if they, if they can be breaking the law and there's nobody yeah. to hold them accountable... There's no reason anyone else wouldn't break the law. Of course. Because what, you know, they're being thrown in jail for no reason already. You might as well yeah. you know, take your cut where you can get it. Yeah. So, Especially when things are under more of that control, right? And they're being like the regular people are kind of being stomped on. Right. They're just like, well, whatever. I'm going to take bribes in because I need right. money I'm to not survive. Getting paid. I'm and... like, I'm working extra hours. I'm not getting extra pay. Yeah. And all these other things. And like, and again, like the Imperials set the example. They are corrupt and therefore... Yeah corruption well we see so much corruption in this episode well, i know and so it, it's, it's why exactly so it's like yeah. you set you set this tone of corruption and corruption then seeps into everything yeah right so um and corruption is you know essentially impossible to stomp out entirely of course but yeah. there's a lot of things that you can do to prevent it get and then the best thing you can do is when it's identified you know make an example out of these people or mm-hmm. out of those people who are in those positions and abusing them right but Again, there's no accountability for imperial agents. No. So, or no. not at least not for corruption. <laughs> no. And for, for other things. Um, so, anyway, she's open to taking a bribe, though the price is uh, quite steep. Um, she's saying that she, it's 15,000 credits per person. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, Batcher travels for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not charging for the round. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and again, this always re- brings me back to this like, how much are credits worth? Like, what are we supposed to right. understand? Is this $15,000? Are we supposed to think of that as like 30,000 American dollars to get off world? It doesn't seem unreasonable, but also like, does it, could you get $30,000 from gambling in a small town bar right. in an afternoon? Or is it more like $300? Yeah. It's hard to know like what things cost in Star Wars. Cause I just feel like there's so many different yeah, like is a ship 30,000 credits or... or... Like how much is an apple, for instance? That's like, what I mean. That We need kind of like a base. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's like six credits for like a drink or something. You right. Know, you, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to kind of figure that out. So this is... It, 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 it very much like, annoys it. me. It annoys me. I don't know if there's like how much... <laughs> what's, how much what's the exchange rate of credits how in much Star Wars? Is Someone's got to have figured it out by now. Imperial credit worth in Star Wars... Um, yeah. <laughs> so looking at this and found that uh, blah, 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 blah. this is Quora 
So I was looking into this and found that Ben Chukrin has a great answer to this. Quora users answered to how much uh, one credit would be worth in Star Wars user universe if it could be exchanged for U.S. dollars. And according to his answer, one Imperial credit is worth about four U.S. dollars. Okay. So it's actually worse than I thought. <laughs> yeah, way worse. So it's like four times. That's uh, $120,000 for a, a passage off world. That's but, a big gambling game that she's winning. It's like World Series of Poker. Well, and this one has money. this. Okay, so here, this is another one. This one's from Travel Money. Uh, one US dollar would buy you around 1.4 galactic credits. But like, I'm not getting a... Yeah. I'm not really getting a lot of consistent answers. Here. Yeah, it's like you kind of need to see like what things have cost. But it just depends on like where, what planet you're on, how corrupt it is, how much someone's, you know, like yeah, taking I, from you. Because what is it that they offer Han in Star Wars to take Luke? And isn't it like 15 or 20,000 credits? It might be. It's something like that. It's like, oh, because so Obi Wan's like, line. oh, I'll give you like fifteen now, and you'll get another five at the end, right? It's like, and it's like, and, you know, our, you know, your speeder can, you know, you sell your speeder, and we can get, yeah. Because I remember because Luke says something like, we could buy our own ship for that much money, right. and it's like, well, you're not spending. It's not a boat. What? There's that line. It's like you're not paying for the ship. It's yeah, paying to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's something is- like twenty. 17,000 17, yeah. So, so, and I remember Luke saying you could buy a whole ship for that much. But. Yeah, but he doesn't know anything. He's a, <laughs> he he's a small anything. town farmer. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, it's... Anyway, I, this is not the first time this has come up. And I, it's mm-hmm. like one of those things where I always... And I'm usually the one saying, don't worry about it. Don't think about it too much. But like, <laughs> yeah. money is like... Understanding the economy is pretty important to understanding like what people value, right? Like, of course. If, if $15,000 is not a lot of money... Or if it credits is not a lot of money, that's important. And if it's a lot, a ton of money, that's important. Or if it's like somewhere in between, that's also important. So yeah. like, anyway, it sounds like it's a lot. They certainly seem yeah. to think it's a lot. Yeah. So um, they then um, kind of disappointed. They try to think of a plan for try to find 30,000 credits. Um, and she's basically insisting like, listen, I just don't want to hurt anyone. She reiterates yeah, yeah. that here. Um, especially innocent people. Mm-hmm. Although you could argue that an imperial agent isn't necessarily innocent, but you know, I don't think she has any problem shooting them. So <laughs> no, they quickly spot a bar slash cantina nearby, which gives Omega an idea. Meanwhile, a street urchin kid watches them shadily. In the <laughs> shadily, yeah. shadily. I definitely thought he was going to rob them. Hundred percent. Yeah, I was like, and that I, kid's going to rob. And them. I'm not convinced he didn't help the imperials. Rip oh, them off. Okay, yeah, so, fair enough. Or the Imperials were like, make sure you tell those people we stole their dog. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. And you can make some cash off of mm-hmm. it. A lot. You want some information? I want $10,000. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, kid. Yeah, yeah. All right, get out of here. Um, okay, so inside the cantina, Omega and Crosshair scope out the gambling situation. Her plan is to hustle the patrons to earn a quick cash, similar to, similar to how she did on Ord Mantel at Sid's Bar. So... Um, this is from the starwars.com kind of like uh, inside the episode thing or as some call it a temporary requisition of funds mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the strategic thinking that one over Sid on Ord Mantel is back on display as Omega enraptures a cantina in a game of balans against a confident Trandoshan but going toe to toe with an Imperial captain that takes some real courage mm-hmm. um, so is she cheating is that what we're thinking well like no 
the thinking is that she's force sensitive. Ah, uh, okay. So she that can makes see sense. the future. Ah, uh, so she, okay, okay. Or at least sense the future. Okay, so yeah, she can kind of read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, sen- okay, I get it. She's right. like sensing their... Why is she so mm-hmm. good at these games otherwise? Yeah, right? that makes sense. Why is her blood so valuable? Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it seems odd, like people have been hinting at this since like the first episode when she's like right. talking to Crosshair and it's like, I can see that, I can feel that you're angry or whatever she says. Yes, yeah. And it's like, you know, kids are intuitive, so that might just be that that's just how she is. She's just an intuitive person or empathic person. Right. But it doesn't really explain no. never losing at gambling. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know. Fair enough, yeah. It seems likely how that all plays together at this point is kind of what makes it interesting. I think from my right. perspective, she's all but confirmed that she's force sensitive. What we what I don't need is like another Sabine situation where it's just like she's able to like harness it and become super strong with the force right. within this series. Um but you know, if she survives and is brought back later into this into the uh, uh into Star Wars and we're able to see her um you know, learn Jedi skills, sure, I'd be open to that maybe. Um but again, we I don't necessarily need that for this for this to work. Right. Yeah. What do you think of her as being force sensitive? I definitely think that that's yeah. I I mean we, it's been alluded to so many times already now that it just makes sense, especially with her blood and everything. That's basically just what we're building up to is how she's force sensitive, why, and what is going to happen with it. Right. So exactly. Okay, so they don't have anything to bet. So this is a problem. If you're going to gamble, you kind of need something to to bet. Um, but she's betting that they won't lose, so it won't be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and I love her. It's like, well, and what if you lose? It's like, well, then we'll be in bigger trouble than we are now. Yeah. Because I love what Crosser says, like, well, we don't have anything to bet. And like, they don't know that. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, don't you have to start somewhere? Yeah, don't like, don't you have, you have to, like, to ante or don't however? Don't you have to, like, put but... in some kind of, like, hey, I have cash here. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually how poker works, but I guess maybe with this, maybe it's blind. I don't know. Uh, it could be. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, this we're gonna play this card game. It's worth if I win, I get this much from right. you, right? So if she's not worried about losing, Big then hands, she never though. has to put money in. You got to think if you're trying to get to thirty thousand, you got to be yeah. playing like five thousand dollar hands. Easy, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, anyway. shady bars, back, not really, yeah, not you never know. back gate, back room back games, alley, but yeah. you know, it's yeah. Anyway, she's it, it works out. So she spots a trend ocean on a hot streak and uses her most innocent sounding voice to ask if she can give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's very it's funny. Hey, yeah. can can I try? Yeah, just a <laughs> This will be easy. It's yeah. class, classic hustle stuff, right? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's like, aren't we in a bar? Where how'd you get in here? <laughs> yeah. Or two twelve. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess she's like what? Again, we talked about this last week. I don't she's know, got like 14. 14. Yeah, maybe. Oh, she, still. But like when you see her up against Crosshair, she still looks very small. Yeah, so. she looks like a kid. <laughs> I, they think like he's her dad. So yeah. yeah. Um. So Crosshair looks on from the booth. He's kind of like the backup, mm-hmm. right? Cut to some time later, and Omega is now, she's the one on the hot streak. She convinces her Trend Ocean to play another round. She's like, well, my luck has to run out sometimes. He's like, yeah. mm, yo, you are right about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, so they keep playing um, and they're playing a game called Balans, as I mentioned before. And this is how Balans is described on StarWars.com. Gambling may be illegal in much of the Galactic Empire, but on the world of Lao, even the local officers enjoy a friendly game of Balans. With a deck stacked with special cards that can deflect or bluff, steal or call, uh, call a truce, destroy or block, uh, collecting three Eastern stars is a sure path to victory. It doesn't really describe anything. No. Um, <laughs> but I guess it's, 
it looks like it's more like like a like a Magic the Gathering style game. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna say like or like yeah, exactly. Like Magic or Pokemon or it's like less cards. like poker. I feel like yeah, it's like that's different. Fighting and yeah. blocking and yeah. different cards are worth yeah different points kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, at the at that moment, as they're as she's kind of like getting over the dollar amount of hump, the credits that she needs, an Imperial captain, Captain Man, walks in with a, a trooper escort. He's surprised to see businesses booming which the droid bartender attributes to Omega's gambling performance that she's brought in. The crowd. She's kind of gathered a crowd. Captain Man, and by the way, like, so at this point in the episode, again, the tension feels high for me. They've, you know, right. they've already escaped the crash ship. Sure, they've got a disguise now, but that's only going to get them so far. Mm-hmm. They have, can't, you know, uh, charge into the uh, uh, transport, spaceport too many troopers there so they're falling back to a backup plan this plan is much more you know challenging to execute right. one might say or mm-hmm. at least um not because tr- storming the spaceport would be hard too but it's just more subtle yeah yeah <laughs> um but by doing this it draws attention to themselves mm-hmm. so i felt like the the tension was high already but as soon as man walks in you know and he's got the trench coat um Things take a like I feel like the tension really is heightened even further for me, right. um, and so I'm on the edge of my seat here. Uh, again, he's kind of just taking in the scene, um, but he's running some type of protection racket, mm-hmm. right? So more corruption. So as he implies that they have you know a standing agreement that he takes a cut of the profits, right? right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is how StarWars.com describes Captain Man. Captain Man's fealty to the Empire is only surpassed by his loyalty to himself. Mm-hmm. With slicked back hair and an oily voice, man is given to working both sides of the law to line his own pockets with credits. After participating in a hand of credits, he'll make sure to collect the hefty fines warranted for illegal gambling. Um, I like that oily voice. That's a very good voice. So is it is it Scottish? Is that kind of the accent? It seems like that's what's going on on this planet. It's like a Scottish. Yeah, I was like, I can't. Sometimes with Scottish accents, they're very hard for me to not hear fat bastard from (laughs) especially with him i don't know why that's like all i could hear certain times that he talked and i like couldn't take him as he sounded familiar but like looking into it so the actor's um name is harry lloyd and i don't recognize him from anything it seems like he's a long time kind of working actor oh he plays viserys targaryen in game of thrones six episodes um doesn't look familiar. Oh, I guess maybe a little bit. Wait, like the, there's like, a lot of Aceruses in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I was like, as in like her brother, um, like Daenerys's brother. Is that her brother's name? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, but it could be a different one. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember now. Which let's see, uh, which six episodes is he in? Um, because I don't think his brother lives that long. No, he doesn't. I was like, he's not really in that many. Oh no, he's in season one, episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four, six, and, um, the unaired original pilot. Um, so yeah, he does, he does play his brother. Yeah. So the blonde, yeah, yeah. The shitty one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the shitty blonde yeah, guy. He died, yeah, I thought he enough. died earlier than episode six, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, again, he's doing a very different performance here. Yes, of course. Yeah. Solid actor. Mm-hmm. Very, I think a very, affecting performance it's exactly what you needed for this role so great casting um yeah i i just think he's a really like fun yeah 
greasy again. Yeah, greasy. Word, yeah, character. So yeah, he plays a good bad guy. Indeed, Omega, a whiny little. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Omega wins uh, again against the Trandoshan um, and tries to leave, but the Captain Man wants to take on Omega himself, and he insists. Of course. As See, I thought he was going to kind of know right away who she was, but I guess the they haven't really put out it's too fast, like yeah. a bulletin yet, because you know that's what they're going to do. Right. It's like her face is going to be plastered everywhere. Exactly. Meanwhile, an Imperial Patrol spots the down transport. So they hadn't spotted the transport yet. That mm-hmm. just happens. And Omega and Crosshair, um, that they're the, that's the ship they arrived in. It's, right. it's still smoking, so it's like it's not surprising necessarily yeah. <laughs> that they found it. Um, but that information is going to get back to... Uh, man pretty quick of course yeah back inside the bar captain man and omega are in the midst of a heated high stakes game batcher sensing the stress starts to growl i love this like your hound yeah. doesn't really like me much <laughs> yeah right um and then the man insists that batcher is a distraction and yeah that it should be taken outside how do you like what do you what do you think that he's a distraction to him or he thinks a distraction for her what's the i think it's just an excuse to get Batcher outside. Like, I don't know if he always had this plan to like steal mm-hmm. Batcher or not, but I, I don't know. I just feel like, like he wants it away. And also probably just because it's a, also a form of protection for her too. Sure. So he's like, I'm just going to get rid of your protection so that you're a little bit more vulnerable mm-hmm. because, you know, he's going to do some shady stuff right away. So he doesn't want her to be like, yeah, well, my dog's going to eat your face if you try sure. and take my money. <laughs> I also took it a little bit as like, you know, Crosshair keeps saying that, you know, you you have to like leave behind all these things, and she refuses mm-hmm. to ever leave anything behind. Right? And, yeah. And all, you know, she keeps getting all these people telling her that she needs to look up for herself, right? First, but that's like, and so that's another one of like, felt like he was giving her advice, like just look up for yourself. Don't worry about the stupid dog. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's not clear to me. Like you're right. Like if they planned it, it's possible that this was organized by the street kid earlier on mm-hmm. with them. Like, hey, if you if the dog gets outside, then I can. You know, yeah, we can yeah. steal it for you. And it does seem like stealing animals seems to be a part of his racket because <laughs> right? there's a yeah, lot of animals. There's like so many that yeah. he has. But so um, anyway, Crosser takes her outside um, and man makes a strong play. The game continues, giving him a moment to gloat. But Omega comes back with a quote, three Eastern stars winning the game to everyone's mm-hmm. surprise. Um very uh, uh, Casino Royale moment for me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she insists on the 30,000 credits that were being gambled, which she concedes surprisingly easily, which you <laughs> always have to take with like yeah. a grain of salt. You and, always know, you know it's, it's a, a red thing. flag. Yeah. As Omega makes a play to leave, man is notified of the crash shuttle at that same moment. They're about to get out scot-free when man reminds them that they need to pay a fine. Yeah, for gambling. For gambling because I it's do, illegal. I love it. I I I don't know. I love a shady racket like this where it's like he's also gambling, but he's like, oh, actually, you know that you have to pay me a fine. Well, yeah, yeah that's how he is. He I can. can he, now he. Yeah. The whole thing Such is, a is shady. so shady. Yeah, you're like, oh man, you suck. Well, Crosshair's but I mean, reaction is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But again, I think this is a good thing why the hound isn't there too, right? Because he knew he was going to do this. But I mean, he only takes what. 10 credit 10,000 10, back. He could yeah. have been like, Oh, the fines 30,000 credits. Right. I, I mean, yeah, he's but, I mean, I think so. The thing is when you are in that position, yeah, you can't push it too, too far. No, at that's least not true. at the same time because 
You yeah. need to be able to maintain power. Yeah. In right? a whole bar of people, they'd be like, whoa, okay, like that's yeah. a bit much. Yeah. Well, and maybe they wouldn't, but they would notice that like, hey, yeah. if this ever happens again, I know I'm just going to get hustled anyway. So yeah. Yeah, I might exactly. as well just concede and just end it there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you need to be able to like maintain this at least image of some type of fairness. Right. Again, even though the corruption is obvious, you can't state it out loud. No. Right. No. Um, and again, this is what encourages other people to take bribes and all that other stuff. Yes, yeah. Um, so they pay the 10,000 credits reluctantly. And then they head outside um, and they notice that the hound is missing. So they, but before, I guess they did have 35 credits, 35,000 credits left. So they had 45,000. They give 10,000 back. They have 35,000. Right. As she says, enough to get on the ship with a little extra. Mm-hmm. So, um, they notice that the hound is gone, that Batcher's missing. Uh, the street urchin kid is back looking for a payout in exchange for information. Yeah. And at first he says he's, uh, he lost 10,000 credits and Crosshair is like, I'm getting a little tired of this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, absolutely not. Yeah, but he settles for 5,000, which is mm-hmm. still quite a, quite a lot. I would have kept pushing. I, don't, yeah. I think he would have taken less, <laughs> to be honest. He didn't have a lot of leverage. No. Um, anyway, he says that man took, the bat- took Batcher to the cargo docks uh, this results in a disagreement. There's another disagreement uh, between Crosshair and Omega. She won't abandon Batcher, despite Crosshair urging her to look out for herself or right. for themselves. Right? She throws the money at him, says, "You figure it out. I'll find another way." Right? And uh, you know, you got to respect her standing by her scruples here. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, given the situation. The smart decision probably would to leave would be to leave Batcher, but right. you can't. You, you can't. can't. Do it. No, you can't. She's too. Yeah, she just wouldn't. That's just not in her. It's just, it's not in her character. That's right. To to and to leave anyone behind ever. So right to the and by the way, this has put them in danger many times. Uh, yes, the, her insistence that they <laughs> yes. that they save whoever or go back for whatever mm-hmm. has put them in danger a lot. That's true. Um, which challenges her kind of concept to begin with, but ultimately, like she ends up being right. Yes, um, yeah. And it and it kind of like gives not just Crosshair a new perspective, but all of the Bad Batch because they've all kind of gone through it at different times. Right, this is just right. his chance to learn these lessons from Omega. Yeah. Right? Because the rest of them already had the chance to learn them. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and of course, you can see that he's like, he wants to just go, but he can't bring himself to do it. Right? And this, I think, by the way, comes back to his moment of um, like enlightenment last season. Uh, when he kills that um, imperial right. officer yeah. um, who had no respect or care for for human life. Yes. And, you know, that was his kind of like turn moment. And he struggled with those. And I think he still feels himself as, sees himself as a soldier despite kind of his now, um, uh, his shaky hands and some of those things. Right. Um, but yeah, he's growing as a person. He's seeing a kind of a different approach um, to life. Anyway, he, they do separate here. But it doesn't last very long. So they get to the cargo cargo facility. We get an establishing shot of the of the facility. It looks a lot like the uh, like a built up version of the one we saw in the first season when we were with Cut, um, and they're trying to get mm. him off the planet. Yeah, yeah. When they're handing out train codes for the first time. Yes, yeah. It's just like that, but bigger, um, or at least more built up. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of showing again that that over time the imperial presence is becoming more fortified. Right. Um. You get to see some cool, like a, cr- a crane, kind of these, the, the, the imperial ship is kind of a cool design, uh, all of it. 
Um, but again, as we said earlier, it seems to have a disproportionate amount of animals in storage. Yeah, like it looked like a lot. And I mean, again, this is one of those things where anytime you see a bunch of bad guys with, and this gave me, this is where I was getting a lot with more dangerous of dangerous animals in cages. Yeah, dangerous yeah. animals in cages that they keep shocking with like shock prod staffs. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was getting those like Jurassic Park vibes, you know, where there's like dinosaurs in the cages right. and you're not treating them really well. And it's like, just wait, just as wait till they get out. As soon as the cage opens, yeah, you're, you're going to all... get yours. Karma's <laughs> yeah. going to come for you. Exactly. In the form of a T-Rex. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, there's even like a certain point where like, I don't know what they're called, but they break out. I was like, oh, those are just straight up dinosaurs. Like, yeah. There's that's... the, I don't know. Like there's a sequence. Yeah. So when they break out and they mm. get trampled. Yeah. Like it's like a herd trampling. of them. Yeah. yeah there's they, a sequence yeah. just like that in, I don't remember what the dinosaurs are called in Jurassic Park, but I right. think that's a direct allusion to that. Mm-hmm. And then when man gets killed, yeah. I think it's also an allusion to Jurassic yeah, Park and the, the 100%. Yeah, so, I think so. I was like, oh, I like, I, I really like this whole sequence. That comes yeah, it's up. fun. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I love a good, like, chaos scene, mm-hmm. but that, like, works out well, obviously, for, yeah, the, you other, have to capture for the good the guys. Chaos yeah. And yeah. Kind of bottle it for your own yeah. purposes. I mean, what's fun about this sequence is we've been going about it Omega's way yes. this whole time. Yeah. And again, so it's called a different approach, mm-hmm. right? So, now it's her opportunity to go about it crosshairs way. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they get to learn from each other yeah. a little bit. Because man basically sets up this trap for them. Yeah, right. Like exactly. he's like, oh, I knew you were going to come for your hound. So he didn't know about the other stuff yet, mm-hmm. but he had a hunch and he, yeah. his hunch was right. I mean, the thing is, man is an example of an imperial officer. Who we see a lot, which is not an idiot. They, they have yes, yes. a basic sense of, we see a lot of idiot Imperials. We do. But, and it's nice to see one that actually has like, he's, what's the one, a quality one, an intelligent yeah. one. It's one that's actually kind of more dangerous in the fact that they're in tune with things, right? They know, they, they know how to use their brain. Yeah. And they know how to think outside of the, the, the mm-hmm. strict system that is imposed by the yeah. Imperial. It makes a much better villain because it's like, okay, this, this kid, whatever, and her dad shows up. There's a crash shuttle. Right, He's like, like all right, yeah. someone's probably looking for you if you're needing money this right. bad. And you're. He's like, so I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to see maybe where you came from. See if I can find out what's going on here. And he finds out immediately. <laughs> right, but ultimately, the best type of imperial like that, they are always hoisted by their own petard. Yes. So in this case, that's the animals that he's imp- being imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Right. So we get to this uh, facility and Omega approaches from the outside of the compound. She looks like she's going to sneak in, uh, but Crosshair arrives and reluctantly agrees to go along with the plan, despite the fact that he says, my skills are being wasted. (laughs) And she's like, noted. (laughs) I don't know, man. You got shaky hands these days. Yeah, you missed that commando and you weren't even that far. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, do you even have skills anymore? Other than just I mean, being cool with killing did everyone. Did he even hit the sniper? I like, there's that guy in the, in the tower. I don't think, I think he just puts shots towards him, but yeah. I don't think he takes him out. I don't know. He gets taken out later when the ship leaves and it, like, you did <laughs> right. catch this? And it like, yeah. what? what? He was, yeah. Yeah. He's like, so, I didn't catch it yeah. the first time, but the second time, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. It looks so cool. Like the way that it like, it shoots, it's like, it's a close up and you see the, like the air going around his face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes to the wide shot and it goes, and they take off and he's, mm. what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like just off screen. It's so yeah. funny. That's a classic Star Wars moment. Right yeah. <laughs> Just a little goofy. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, they're sneaking through this facility. Um, Crosshair's armed with a blaster. He's kind of, you know, his her backup. They spot uh, Batcher really quickly. Um, it's being controlled. All the cages are being controlled by this, like, central command console. And uh, 
Unfortunately, as you said, it is it is a trap. Mm-hmm. And uh, man appears um, having expected them. Says Lao has a strict pet policy, which is yeah. a fun line. Pet and policy, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that he quote unquote runs this town, mm-hmm. right? Which obviously. You don't need to tell this. It's obvious. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. (laughs) So he reveals that they've already, like he's already pieced together that the crash shuttle must have been them and has been in contact with Dr. Hemlock who's already on their way. Right? Uh, Omega, reluctantly, seeing that she's kind of surrounded and, um, you know, her gambit is kind of run out Mm -hmm. here, throws over the credits and then gives Crosshair the go-ahead to kind of do things his way. Yeah. Right? (laughs) And so right away, they jump into action and they go for the console, they open the cages, and that's when chaos is created. There's yeah. animals everywhere. Uh, Batcher finds them very quickly. Uh, there's the stampede we talked about already. But in the chaos, they make a quick plan. Omega and Batcher head to, the, uh, head to steal the cargo ship while Crosshair, quote unquote, handles <laughs> everything else. Shooting everyone. Right. Yeah. And like he thinks he I think he takes out a few Imperials. He but does. Like, the animals yeah. take out a lot. Yeah. And then he's not even the one who takes out man because no. man in the chaos again um, gets uh, I don't know how to just say it, a crate holding what looks to be or seems to be a Rathtar, which is the, the tentacle creatures from A Force Awakens. Right. 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 Yeah. Is opened behind him and then the tec- tentacles emerge, pulling him into the darkness. <laughs> I like how it like closes behind him and then yeah. locks. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Uh, and all we hear is this: his screams. Mm-hmm. Right. And as again, he's hoisted by his it's own. A, it's a good. It's a really good bad guy death. I don't know. Yeah, I like that's it. like the most satisfying. Like it. it is. Yeah. yeah. I just love. Right. There's always so many just like good funny ones. Like not good funny ones, but you know what I mean. Like in the stampede, you just see a lot of these clone troopers just getting trampled. just trampled and right. whatever. It's, yeah. it's like yeah, that's what you get for shocking things with sticks yeah. inside crates and being bad guys. Yeah. So. My favorite is the guy who goes flying though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's like they're stealing the cargo ship. It's like, <laughs> right. no, yeah. No, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. Um, anyway, Crosshair is able to make a break for the ship. They take off. And in the process, like, as I mentioned, that TK trooper is thrown over uh, yeah. the watchtower. Yeah. Um, we cut to a quick sequence of some time afterwards. We're not sure how much. Uh, Hemlock and his team are investigating the crash shuttle uh, that Crosshair and Omega used to get to Lao. The clone commando, Captain Scorch, who we've been following. Um, this whole season and actually since last season um, who is from the Delta, Delta squadron from the Republic commando video game. And we saw in the clone wars and stuff, mm-hmm. but seems to be like very much like on board with the whole Imperial thing. I'm not sure. We don't know what the story with the commandos is, why they're more um, willing to, to, to go along with these things. Right. Versus some of the other clones, it's unclear. I, I it, and they may never have time to reveal that stuff, but it's, it feels like such a tease to have Scorch, yeah. a character that people like, um, being here and uh, still not like and, re- and never get to know anything about them. Right. Like, yeah, I know. He's been hey. in like every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of see him as more of a like in that crosshair realm when crosshair was like originally like pretty like sure he just like he's just yeah he's just like he has his allegiance to the Empire. Yeah. And he's just like, OK, like he. <laughs> His chip just, just works soldier. better and he's yeah. just like, yeah, this is who I work for now. But yeah, it is interesting though because there are so many clones that are have defected and right. now this guy's just kind of still hanging out. So Yeah, and like the other thing that's important to note, his uniform, his armor still has colored paint on it. Yeah, yeah. And that's like not a really, you didn't mm-hmm. like all, like even Cody's armor was painted gray. Right, yeah, and yeah. So like you almost get the impression that 
this is not a like a a chip thing that's like it's just like this is what he knows and he just follows orders kind of situation. I mean, we have seen those clones that are just way more I don't know, a little more bloodthirsty, I would say, a little sure. more yeah, a little I mean, like but you got to think like he murders a bunch of citizens. Remember last season yeah. when yeah. that they like he just goes and like kills a bunch of innocent yeah, like townsfolk. It's really bad. So, yeah, not great for him. That's what I mean though. It's just kind of It's like when you get, I don't know, it's probably a bad thing, but you know when you get like cop people who are cops that shouldn't be cops because oh, yeah, they're way more like egg like they're just or security guards and like they take their job a bit too seriously and uh-huh. you're like okay like the police wouldn't take you so now you're just like this exact ex- like ex- excessively aggressive mall cop like that kind of thing <laughs> right finally I get to break someone's arm yeah, yeah. I mean bouncers at clubs you're like whoa you gotta t- like t- tone it down your job's not that serious they've got a they've yeah. got a, a authority problem yeah they have a that's um, like scorch he takes his job a bit too serious yeah yeah they love violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just a bad. He's just a bad guy. Yeah, now he is. It's not. It's <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, it reveals. Uh, they reveal that to Doctor uh, Hemlock that Omega and Crosshair were at the spaceport. They confirm that, but it's past tense. Obviously, that's important because mm-hmm. they've obviously escaped. Um. He continues by letting him know that they left on a cargo freighter, uh, which they are planning on tracking. Right? Yeah, you'd think that you could, like, especially cargo freighter freighters. You think would have tracking. Well, they in said them. that they did, and yeah. even Crosshair says that they can track this ship. So, right, yeah, you know, that's the very next line is like they can track track the ship. We need to ditch it. Yeah, right. And you know, well, obviously they're going because they're meeting up with right. Yeah, the that batch, the and they're anyway. just gonna yeah ditch that ship and take off. So, right. Uh, Crosshair knows that the Empire will track the ship, so we're in space now mm-hmm. with them in the cargo ship. They need to ditch it. Omega is way ahead of him. I'm not sure what she was doing up until that moment because he's she's already sent a coded message to Hunter right. to rendezvous. Mm-hmm. And Crosshair, he's not ready to believe that they'll be there to meet them. Right. Like, oh, been, yeah. It's been months. They could be dead. Anything could be. It's like, let's, <laughs> yeah. we gotta figure, like, let's come up with a different plan or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I, guess, I mean, that's fair because he's like, okay, well, what if they can't meet us right away? Like, we don't have time. Yes. And he's a little, what's the word? Pessimistic, I'd say, which is right for his character yeah and also earned right mm-hmm. like he has no yeah. reason to like the thing is they could have built the tension more by having them land first and then the marauder oh arriving. yeah like waiting right? like yeah. we're waiting like mm-hmm. we don't have time to wait for this like we need to go yeah yeah, yeah. and uh and then you could have even done even more like they leave and then the marauder arrives just right after they leave yeah right? yeah yeah and it's like oh we didn't have like that kind of thing um but they didn't they didn't do that no instead what we get is some beautiful space imagery, lots of lots of like big glowing moons mm-hmm. and, a, and a gas giant. <coughs> Pardon. <clears throat> and we slowly reveal that the Marauder is indeed there waiting for them. And Wrecker's there to greet her first. They land. She runs out of the oh. like <coughs> good yeah, reunion. Yeah, it's a beautiful reunion. It is. It's very sweet. I just I always love I especially love Omega and Wrecker's like relationship with each other because it's just not that big like big brother little sister kind of kind of feel to it. So it's it's obvious that those two I think they have stronger like loving emotions. Yeah, Yeah, so they're just gonna run to each other and and then of course the the two like others are hanging back. Like obviously Crosshair is hanging back and then Hunter Hunter's hanging back. Yeah, he's got to he's got to play it cool. So again, so a couple things. (laughs) The lighting here is really nice. So you have the glowy light coming out of the ships. And then it's casting a light in mm-hmm. between the two of them. Um, Omega is first to come out. We see um, 
Wrecker arrive and then they there's like a quick beautiful reunion yeah. talk about how we crossed the galaxy four times looking for you mm-hmm. and then that's cool. when Hunter arrives saying it's been five actually yeah. uh, but you were the one who found us and it's really nice like the like that moment like the the music swells we get to hear Omega's theme in a beautiful rendition mm-hmm. he's like on one knee it's like a classic like father daughter moment here it feels like that's what they're going for yeah yeah definitely and you know I think we know that that's kind of the um, archetype that they've kind of built up for that their relationship, as you mentioned, right. like it's kind of the like brother sister stuff. Yeah, and they're all yeah. brothers and sisters technically, but like right. it's kind of this like adopted father figure right. type thing. And it's so it's very sad. I certainly cried. Been a lot of sad stuff. I was already primed for it though because I'd watched um, the Daily Show had done had put out a clip where John Stewart was talking about his the dog that they had at the office had oh, to be put down because oh, he was sad. old. Yeah. And oh. he was like, they were just like talking, oh my God, it was the Poor saddest guy. thing. I was just <laughs> it bawling is, my eyes out. It's very sad. So then I watched oh. this episode and I'm like, oh, this is fun. And then I get to this like, oh no, not again. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, again, I, as I said off the top, I thought it was an effective reunion. Yeah, you, like, it was good. Do you have any good. thoughts on, on this moment? No, I loved it. I just, it, you know that they've been working so hard and it was nice that they gave us that little bit of because they didn't know exactly where she was in this part of the galaxy, sure. right? So he, they, it, it was kind of nice to see that they've been, I don't know, making loops, uh, like you would say, like checking sure. out all these different places around this galaxy, trying to find her. Um, so it was nice to see how hard they've been working and to let her know that. And yeah, it was just a beautiful little re- you know, reunion that they weren't necessarily sure that they were going to get. Yeah, so. and it's like, I, you know, it would have been interesting. They talk about it here briefly, but it's like they didn't believe it at first. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you know that they were going to check it out anyway. Like of there's course, nothing that yeah. they were going to do. It could have been a be, trap, but, but like it's it was worth, worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. yeah. So beautiful reunion moment. Music swells. And then they're like, yeah, but like, how did you escape? Mm hmm. She says, I had help, help which yeah. I had guessed that that was going to be the I, Yeah, I was guessing that too. I was like, yeah. oh, I had help for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, and then Hugh Crosshair emerging from the cargo ship, mm-hmm. um, standing far away. Yeah. And uh, no one says anything. There's no more lines of dialogue here. But you can see that the look yeah. on Hunter and Wrecker's face, there's... How would you frame it? Like, what would you say that... How would you say that their faces made them look? Uh, I don't know what the word is. Like, they... Wrecker especially looks... Like kind of angry still. Right, like I this, feel like this bastard, like hurt and you know, kind of hurt and angry and just like this guy. Like I don't, we we haven't forgiven you yet. Is right. very much the uh, the look I'm getting from them, you know. And I'm sure we're gonna get there. There's gonna be obviously conversations in this next episode coming up about, you know. And I'm sure it's gonna be Omega in the middle being like, no, he's like he's our brother. Well, he she he's always with us. That. Yeah. Right. That he's they're still good in him because I would almost bet in the next episode we're going to see Wrecker be like, well, okay, cool. Thanks for the help. We're leaving you here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know if they'll go about it that way, yeah. but I think that the next episode is going to be all about that Probably, reconciliation. Yeah, like, and it's like if they can forgive each other or not. Right. Like cause... I don't need any action next week. No. We no. can go with just just dealing with the fallout of the reunion would be yeah. fine with me. Um. You know, maybe we set up or tease, you know, uh, Echo and, and Rex's return. I feel like here. we could see them next because, you know, they mentioned in one of the previous episodes that they were going to be able to meet up with Wrecker and Hunter in two rotations. Sure. So that time has definitely elapsed by now. Um, so, yeah, I do think that timeline wise, we could end up seeing them. It's hard to next say episode because and- we don't know when exactly they're 
mission from episode two takes place in context with everything that happened before. Right. We right. don't know. It could have been early on. It could have been months in. It could have been at, it, from the exact happening at that exact moment. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, we don't know. Yeah. But I would say that uh, you're right that probably they'll I think they want to bring them in. I think, yeah, I, I think, think it would just make sense. And like I said earlier, it that their kind of mission does sort of align with like Omega wanting to go back to Tantus mm -hmm. and or whatever Wayland. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think her having that information is beneficial for, you know, what Rex and Echo are wanting to be doing right now, too. So it does seem to all fit. And then, yeah, I guess we'll maybe see. See how this reunion is going to play out with the I'm boys. I'm so fascinated. That's I think that's what's so interesting. Like we've now set up this really mm -hmm. kind of complex um, dynamic yeah. where you know he burned the bridges, Crosshair did, yeah. um, had an opportunity to join them last season, mm -hmm. or was it again? Maybe the end of season one, and uh, you know denied that, right? right? And now, mm -hmm. so how do you reconcile with somebody that not only put your lives in danger, but right. Um, you know, in that process, because they didn't have his help, someone like Tech died. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know, like how do you all? And, and they, you could easily see if you know a, a emotionally immature someone like Wrecker who would blame him for that. Oh, hundred percent. See how yeah. those? I mean, again, I just think that's so fascinating. I really hope they don't mishandle it. I think. Yeah, I don't. Need think to be. Will, you need to take but... the time and do the dialogue and just like even if it's just like a chatty episode, I yeah. think that's fine. Yeah, I think it's yeah, yeah more than fine. So. We'll see. And yeah, so they cut to black. We get no resolution there. We're going to find out next week. Mm -hmm. um, and Do we get I, more than one episode next week? Uh, let's double check. Let's find out what next week's episode is even called. Um, so they're doing multi-episode drops. Um, next week's episode is called... Uh, I if I go to the third season. Uh, next week's episode is called The Return, um, which that makes sense, I guess. But maybe, yeah. it's, maybe, it's, maybe it means more than The Return of the Full Bad Batch together yeah uh but no we just get one it's just the one episode okay um, well i mean they could return to tansis they sure. could have the return of yeah of well rex and echo i don't know what we see episode six and seven which is um not this coming week but the week after oh we it's do a double get, drop we okay. do get two episodes infiltration and extraction oh and so that okay. might be back to yeah that's true to wayland it's hard to say mm -hmm. although uh is there anything else that hints at no there's nothing else that hints at anything else so it's yeah likely that that's the case mm -hmm. that she's gonna have to sell them on we have to go save nala say yeah and everything yeah. else and mm -hmm. destroy that imperial facility or whatever um i mean i guess we we know from the timeline of star wars that this Project Necromancer and ever all these other things that they're mm -hmm. doing aren't success successful this early. No, no. In fact, they're not successful for like another twenty years. Right. So, um, what it, something has to happen. We already know that you know from Palpatine's perspective, there's nothing more important than the security of that of that facility. Right. Right. So it would be a massive setback for the Empire to have that facility destroyed, which I think we'll probably see in this season. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> it would, yeah, you're right. It would be cool, especially if they release some of the beasts into the, into yeah. the facility. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So, any final thoughts? Fun stuff. No, I think overall, like I really enjoyed this episode. I guess some people didn't on the internet, but yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it had had a good mix of everything. Like I said, I love the little Jurassic Park kind of feel to it, mm -hmm. and it did have some fun you know, moments with some kind of not new characters, but you know, like some Imperials and we're seeing some, uh, 
some different different worlds. Um, and then, yeah, I just had overall corruption. And I just like I like an episode like this. It feels very well-rounded and it feels had good movement from start to finish. Yeah. So I liked it. Yeah. Um, fortunately, so that, you know, we, we read that five and a half or five star. Yeah, I, I can't see this the one being like the weakest reveal, episode in the in the series. Yeah, I it's, can't. it's getting yeah. an eight out of ten. That's it's the average. Oh, OK. IMDb. Yeah. So um, which is still actually higher than episode two, which has a seven point four and higher than episode one. Oh yeah, which is I don't know about that. But, yeah, um, <laughs> barely higher. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say. I just maybe that's a. I've I've just seen a few people annoyed about that, and that one yeah. stood out. It was the first. It was the featured review, so I read it. I don't know what do you want me to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I don't have any other final thoughts. I like the no. episode. I thought yeah. it was fun. I, more time with Crosshair and Omega together is a good dynamic. Yeah. I'm excited to see what happens next week as this return happens. But until then. Uh, and which, again, I think next week should be regular schedule. So uh, we'll be back next week with Season 3, Episode 5, The Return. And until then, may the Force be with you. <laughs>